Five years ago, the Glacier Legion was shattered. The survivors, left directionless in the wastes, were faced with a sudden terrifying freedom, the burden of choosing for themselves what comes next. Their god said a little to help. Some joined other legions, choosing to continue the fight for the north. At least one gave up and went in search of a new front line to preserve. Welcome to Sword of Symphonies. I'm your host, Kat. Hi, Kat. I'm Kat. Hi, Kat. Logged and noted. Kat. Cool. Neat. Cool. With me are Kirsten. Hi, it's me, Kirsten. Kathleen's here. I am here. You can see it in the manifest right there, Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Kathleen, check. Kirsten, check. Nope, that's everybody. Yep. Yep. I'm um, wait, 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 wait. Kat, just a sec. I'm seeing I'm seeing in the logbook. Um there is a space for a um a a, a nick, I believe. Is there a Nike here? Is there a Nike on board? <laughs> there is no Nick. There is only bed cop. Put the cat on. Just put the just put the cat on the mic. I you know what? If if he decides to come pester me, I'll put him on the mic for everybody and you can all hear bed cop. Oh great. Good. Great. Yeah, I'm back. Hi everybody, I'm back. My eyeballs are, are fine now. <laughs> His eyeballs Yay. are fine. So previously, and I've recently been confronted with the number of times I put W's in that word. It's more than any. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> Too many, arguably. More than one. Yeah. More than any is, is bad. But previously on Sword of Symphonies, you met the Albatross Legion of Stageport. We did. All three of them. Yes, all three of them. And one of them proceeded to take you guys out on what could be described as just a, a pub crawl. Mm-hmm. Just a bit mm-hmm. of a bender. I, I, that's an accurate description. Just a wee one. Just a teensy weensy whittle bender. And then my assumption is that one of the other ones was busy doing paperwork and the other one was doing pining. Yeah. Well, the other one was having a nice dinner, but. Okay, good. I'm glad that there ended up being a nice dinner. Mm hmm. Yeah, good dinner is good. And there wasn't that much paperwork. Um, okay. Just because the key I have put together for Arch Knight Gaius Riche does include the word sloth. So So the next day, I'm not going to say the next morning, because at least two of you drank a boatload last night. Yeah, yeah, even though she said she'd be careful. I believe Cobb explicitly didn't drink more than he could handle. Mostly because he was stuck having to sing and he can't sing while he's blacked out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and because... And because more than he can handle is a lot more than Penelope can handle. Mm, for sure. But at some point the next day, the three of you find yourselves in the headquarters of the Glacier Legion. Archknight Gaius Riche is sitting at her desk, boots up as usual, kind of idly drinking out of a worn and chipped mug. Wiltha is slumped at a desk nearby with her head against the wood mm. laughing stop out out <laughs> sorry bed cop oh, bit no. me oh no bed cop why yeah he was oh, he was no. he was attacking the carpet and so i tried to get in between him and the carpet and that was that was the signal that was the <laughs> error that you made that was the error that i made yeah so is the third one there too yeah count this is around he's sitting at his desk he's got a book he is only occasionally actually reading it, but he does have a book propped open. He's mostly looking up and looking around the room and occasionally glancing down at the book. So if anyone asks, he could say he's reading. Mm. And Wilfa kind of flops over and just, uh. Hi. I, I feel that too. Yeah. Yeah, you, um, you two really uh, got into it, as it were. And by it, I mean <laughs> most of the ale in town. Yeah, we did drink yeah. most of it. In my defense, I could have drank more of it. Not that. me. No, I, I I, think I should have probably tapped out even sooner. <laughs> <sighs> oh, well. You, Ren, you still don't have any hair. Oh. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, we, we... Oh, yeah, we cut it all off. 
I, I, I was, I really wanted, I really wanted new hair. And then you helped me get new hair. It, it was, it was burnt. And, yeah, it was all soon. And we fixed it. I remember now. I, I applaud your decisiveness. Well, it was time. It, it had to be done. I helped. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chela just shakes her head and sets her coffee down with kind of a loud, audible thunk. Well, you also declared yourselves strike force fist. Mm. We did, and I don't take that back. And stormed into my office, declaring that you were going to find the hunter once and for all? Yeah, we did. That's right. We mm, did. Oh, yeah, we did that. We did. We did say we were going to find them. We are. I stand by yeah. it. I mean, it's a good name. I stand by it. And, and, and how else are you going to hurt things? But with yeah. fists. I stand by mm. it. I'm beginning to think maybe I shouldn't have been so careless with my carousing. It was nice to listen to, yeah. Yeah, even though you didn't know how to play the big one, it was still lovely. It it was fun, eventually. <laughs> well, strike force. Yeah, strike force. What, what, yeah. I guess, what are our first set of orders then? Uh, <laughs> orders? Uh, what are... Yeah. I... I... Um... Yeah, Chela just points at herself and locks eyes with you and just points at her own face like me. <laughs> like me? I give orders? <laughs> me? This one? <sighs> yeah. Um, well, we've got a couple things we can do. Just because it's not around during the day doesn't mean there aren't traces that can be found during the day, so... We could go into the Undercity and take a look. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have got recruiting to do. And at this, Caldas kind of snickers. Abruptly looks back at his book when caught. <laughs> and this uh. wastrel is probably... And Caldas just looks up again as if he was reading. And no, I've got, uh, I've got contacts I'm going to be talking to about the, the whole hunter thing. Yeah, yeah, Sure. I'm going to be information gathering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll help out any way we can. We've still got another couple of days here in town to resupply, so... Oh. You know, we're waiting on some filters for the boiler... Uh, re, re-back flux? I forget exactly what it was that uh, Clara told me about. But it's, it's a fancy piece of metal that's shaped really funny that we apparently need very badly. Well, and Blue wanted chickens. And chickens. Well, I mean, I don't technically give you three any orders, so you can do as you like. Mm. All right. Well, um, I guess do you know where this thing has been sighted? We can poke around for a little bit for you. I mean, I'm not going to be poking around for another couple hours yet because of good reasons. Mm. Mm-hmm. Tissa nods, like, like solemnly at good reasons. For strategy. Penelope also is nodding good reasons. Mm-hmm. Gotta, mm-hmm. gotta, gotta come up with a battle plan. Mm-hmm. Tissa got one edge success on understanding spirits, so she's kind of, like, been absentmindedly thinking about horrors and then says out loud, like, what do horrors even do in a city? Same thing they do everywhere. They hurt people. Mm. But they're normally kind of like in a place, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that said that like this one's kind of everywhere. Well, this one's got a pretty large territory. And at this, she finally kind of kicks away from her desk and lands solidly. They're feet on the floor, rummages a little bit, pulls out a map of twisted narrow streets and jagged uneven city blocks and dead ends. Kind of gestures broadly over a portion of it. It's been sighted in mostly this area, which is Mm. to say it's got a definite territory, but it's not in enough of a place that it really can be kind of Tracked to its lair, I guess. Mm-hmm. If it has one. Um, yeah. Well, 
We'll certainly take a look. We seem to have a knack for finding these things or them finding us. Right. That's what we're supposed to do, I think. Well, we're good at it. I don't know if it's what we're supposed to do, but we're good at it. Yeah. It's never... Like, a horror isn't, like, one thing the way that, like, we're kind of, like, not many things. But is is it just one? Do we know that? Hmm. We, we do not know that for sure. Mm-hmm. It's unusual to see completely identical horrors. Mm-hmm. Even the swarm, they're not all the same. But it's not unusual to see similar horrors. And yeah, when you guys fought the Blades in the race against Clara, those looked more or less similar, mm-hmm. but the lights were different colors and they had slight variations in their shapes. That being said, witness accounts are always in the dark. It's not like anybody's got a down-to-the-detail description of it. Mm. So no, uh, long story short, I do not know. Mm. Well, like most of them, it's probably large and frightening, so mm. uh, we've got that to go off of at least. It's usually about bigger than the size of a person. Not by much. Size of a big person. Maybe Mr. Cobb over here. It's kind of a silhouette, and no one really sees any detail except darkness on top of darkness, because of course it's only coming out at night. Mm-hmm. And it's always down here, too, so extra dark. Almost always. Mostly sticks to the Undercity, but it has been sighted above ground. Oh. And has it just been sightings, or has it attacked people? Has it damaged property? Has it... It has attacked people. It's been a long time since it successfully attacked a person. But many of the sightings, people don't get away unscathed. Well, that's been our experiences at least and Cobb kind of like rubs at places where he has been bitten and or cut by horrors before. Yeah, and Sheila <sighs> kind of raises a hand to one of her shoulders and gives it a rotation and it like shrugs it in a circle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, we we have all gotten a bit singed. <laughs> well, um there's a couple things we have to do today, everybody, mostly just checking in for uh quartermasterly business and all that kind of stuff, but we've got most of the day to go poke around, so... Well, I'm going to go see if this is the time I successfully recruit a second infiltrator. Mm. Call this Snickers again. Good luck, and Cobb gives a, a hearty thumbs up there. All right. Good luck. Yep. Wish you best. All righty. This is, uh... It's going to be a rough one. (laughs) Always is. But she, again, kind of shrugs her shoulders back a couple times, takes a couple stretches, and strides on out, leaving you with the other two. Bye! So, Arch Knight Gaius Riche steps on out. Now that she's out of the room, and you can kind of hear her footsteps echoing as she leaves the structure itself, Caldas eventually shuts his book and starts laughing. (laughs) Waited till she was Mm. gone to do that, hey? What, like as a rule? No, no, not as a rule. But um, we have a particular contact in the city. I believe I've mentioned her to you. Who the Arch Knight is is just determined to get to help us out. Uh. Her or her kid sister. But uh, neither of them are really budging on that score. Well, I... I, I wish the Arch Knight all the best, I guess. <laughs> ah, well. Stubborn enough. Cobb also kind of thinks for a moment and goes, Hey, are, are they all Gaius? Huh? No. No. Oh, okay. Because Clara no. is. Clara is, yes. And Clara is. Marcus is not. It's okay. a common practice. It's a thing that some of them do, like, um, like I heard that college professors did that kind of thing, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know anything about that, really. Yeah. But no, that's our arch knight. She's serious about this stuff. Hmm. No? You gotta be, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyways, mm. strike force, fists... 
Cobb kind of like he tries his best to not stumble upon that, but he's he's got that expression on his face that's just kind of like the rubbing your temples without rubbing your temples. The like I can't even with y'all kind of face. Yeah, Wolfa gives a half-hearted woo from the desk with her fist in the air, and she does not lift her head. Right. Woo! Strike force fist. Strike force fist. Maybe maybe next time, let the rest of us uh, edit the name a bit. Anyways. It's a perfectly good name. It is. What, like, I mean, fists are dangerous. Striking mm. with fists is dangerous. It's intimidating. How else are you going to inspire fear? Mm-hmm. It's a very terrifying name. Woo. Oh, another thing I'd like to ask, and Callus sets his book down and stands up. One of these days, I would like very much if you guys could give me a tour of that ship of yours. Certainly, well, we'll have to, to let Clara know. She's She's in a bit of a overprotective mode right now while she's still repairing the boiler room. Mm. Yeah. Again, we're still waiting on that flux manifold or whatever she said. Well, if you frame it as a chance to show the ship off, I'm sure. Mm. Artistic types love showing off. She is very proud of the ship. Yeah, I I think that would be a very easy sell. So, uh, yeah. Sure, tell you what, if you, uh, we gotta be back at the ship uh, a little before sundown for, uh, you know, headcount and all that other fun stuff. So, if you wanna swing by Dock 22, Pier 22, mm. we'll, yeah. uh, we'll see what we can do. Sounds good. And, uh, Kirsten doesn't have any worries about this at all. There's nothing suspicious about this sudden interest in our ship. Penelope's going to roll. Yes, please do this. Do the thing. Do the thing. Okay. Literally every time. Do you not give your NPCs subtlety either? Oh, no. This this NPC has so much subtlety. It's just every time I pull up my dice, I drop one. Aha. Um, as far as you can tell, his interest in the ship is genuine. Must really like boats. Yep, yep, yep. That's that's how it works. Penelope has no problem with the sudden interest. Not at all. Great, great. So I'm going to spend the rest of the day chasing down one of my contacts in the Undercity. You guys are free to come with me if you like. Or you can do the tracking with Ulta. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I know how to find things. Yeah, Tissa is very good at finding things. Mm. But... Kathleen thinks that, oh, we spent an entire episode with this other NPC, though, already. (laughs) And I don't want to split the party, so what are y'all about? I weirdly, weirdly, I don't mind if you guys split the party today. The Archknight also hasn't gone far, so if you want to go with her, you can do that, too. Uh, Where is the Archknight off to, anyways? Actually, I don't know why I'm being coy about this. I'm... Sorry, I'm so used to just uh, being coy about everything. But um, she is going to try and talk to Marilyn again, so... Oh, yeah, she was the... Uh, she's uh, Lillian Stevens' older older sibling, yes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, let's follow the Arch Knight. Well, we can try. I have a little bit of business in that area of town anyways, so... I, uh... And Penelope nods, even though... Everyone knows kind of her reasonings. Caldas gets up and walks over to the map on his boss's desk. Uh, it's not far. It's not far. Um, we're here. Mm-hmm. And it's been seen kind of, like she said, all the way around here. Mm-hmm. Um, they live here, but topside. Okay. Although, I mean, the kids find their way into the Undercity. Kids can find their way anywhere. I have some extremely weird contacts in the city that I'm going to try to scare up some information from. And I think Walt is going for a nap. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got me. Well, I've, I've had plenty of coffee this morning, so I think nap time is a bit out of, uh, a little off the table for me. I wasn't inviting you to join me yet. <laughs> Shall we go help the Arch Knight? <laughs> Oh, well, fun. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See you when I wake up. 
Yeah. Come on, we can catch up. I'm going to be staying underground most of the day, but... All right. It's important to see the sun sometimes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I am going this way. I look forward to seeing you guys tonight. See you tonight. So everybody has to report to the ship? Yes. Cobb kind of like thinks for a moment and then just says yes. Okay. You know, come sunset, I'm probably going to be working on this hunt thing. Do you guys have time before then? Well, I guess we'll see how long it takes us to uh, to go snoop around and help out the Arch Knight. Sounds good. Yeah, I'll try not to be too far from the docks. I'll, I'll let you know if I'm in the area. All right. Well, uh, if you do show up there and we're not there yet, just uh, ask for Sot and tell him that uh, we sent you. He'll let you in. Great. Sounds good. I'll keep that in mind. Um, so she went that away. Uh, you can't miss the stair. It this time of day, it's all lit up from topside. All right. We'll see yeah. you. See you soon. And with that, he kind of strides off into the darkness and turns around one of the uneven undercity corners. Hmm. And uh, yeah, now we have him entering the ship with <laughs> poor Sot being, you know, just oh hey. They said I could come. No consequences. No consequences. It's how I live. <laughs> I wanna. Mis- be. Mr. Sod is good at his job. Please. <laughs> yeah, if he's not, he doesn't get any rum. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> he only gets rum if he's been a good boy. <laughs> so on our way to following the Arch Knight, I want to make a discovery roll. Okay, what are you rolling? Gonna roll understanding, and I got a success. Wonderful. So rolling understanding gives you something relevant. Mm-hmm. I think you guys come across a large caved-in area that was clearly once a building with a huge basement that's long since just shattered inward. The sunlight streams in from above through the wreckage of what the building once was. There's debris everywhere. There are pillars that probably used to try to keep this basement up, but they're no longer there. Or rather, they're there, but they're no longer really doing much except playing host to a rainbow of lichen and moss. You see a small creature skittering. Something probably about a foot tall just kind of melts into the shadows as you approach, leaving a long tail behind. And as you walk into this area you see drawings all over the rubble. Some of them quite artful. Depictions of animals, urban animals, like rats and seagulls and cats. Mm. And some of them are clumsy, just drawn with sticks of charcoal, little stick kitty cats with little stick claws, little stick families holding each other together. And some of it is drawn in chalk. Some of it is painted on. There's a large, flat area that seems to have most of the paint on it. But the entirety of this place is covered in rough, amateurish graffiti. Oh, very cute. It's uh, very sweet, all lit, lit in this. But is it art? Well, yes. Tissa, like, looks at it and is like, yes. I don't know if uh, that was Nick asking if it was art or Cobb asking <laughs> art. Maybe if it was Nick, like, Tissa just says yes anyway. That was Cobb being a smartass. Yeah, that's, that's, that's on brand. <sighs> Unlike the rest of the Undercity, which is damp and musty smelling, and the sunbeams are full of whirling specks of dust, because of the exposure to outside, this place smells like rain and like plants. And there's a peculiar freshness to it. I like this one. Mm-hmm. Makes Penelope uh, relax a little bit. Yeah, I can see why this would be a favorite stopping place. Yeah. What about Cobb and Penelope? Either of you guys want to make discovery rolls? Uh, Cobb knows where he's going today. Okay. Roll me adaptability, Kirsten. All right. And I get... Oh, well. Okay. You don't find anything useful. But you do see several of these drawings appear to have been drawn by a 
competent artist. Oh. There's a portrait of a black and white spotted cat that looks like it might reach out and bite you at any moment. Oh. Do I recognize this at all? It, uh... Like that specific cat? Or like cats as a concept? <laughs> well, is this a is this a fancy cat or is this just like a cat cat? Yeah. Just like a normal cat that a person might have in their house. So it's bed cop. Oh, okay. So like yeah. with a little bit of a nictating membrane and like armor, but only on the paws? <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just little, little gauntlets. Okay. Oh, Oh man, I want a gauntlet cat. Yeah, don't we all? <laughs> That's dope. I, I really don't want to give bed cop any more tools. <laughs> <laughs> Off to the side of this area, there's a staircase leading up. It is. It was once made of stone. It is chipped and cracked in places, but sturdy. All right. I guess this is the... Let's head up this way. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Are you, you sure we do... Uh, do we want to leave our own graffiti or... Hmm. I don't think I could do it good enough. Because this place is important. To, to these ones, I I don't know it yet. Hmm. Well, we'll come back when when it feels more familiar. Then, how about that? Anyways, Cobb kind of like straightens up and not resets, but sort of like just you know shuffles his belt because he's he's got all of his stuff on today, and uh, and points to the stairs and shall we go? Yeah. Yes. All right. So you guys walk up these stairs. They echo coldly under your feet, but they don't creak or move or show any other sign of weakness. And when you reach the ruined building, you see several things. It is a makeshift courtyard filled with such plants as will grow in the ruins of a building. The building is not entirely destroyed either. There are portions of it that are whole, standing as concrete monoliths above the ground. Their surrounding buildings are connected by laundry lines and curtains and banners, clearly scavenged from somewhere. You catch up immediately with Archonite Gaius Riche. She is standing at the top of this staircase, watching the center of the courtyard where there is a young man. He is dark-skinned, and he has wavy dark hair and a huge, obnoxious smile. And he is sitting with a book, surrounded by just an easy dozen small, grubby children, some of them climbing over each other, some of them climbing over him, listening patiently, more or less, at least as patiently as they can manage, as he reads to them. And this is someone you've met before. This is Lily's brother, Stephen. Penelope gives a party wave and a, a big grin. Hi! And, and waves it towards him. And he looks up from his book, notices you, seems to kind of start. I don't think he was expecting to see you guys here. And eventually he gives a big grin and a wave and waves you guys over. He sees Chela and gives her a wave too. And she... Sighs and shrugs and, well, shall we? Mm. Let's go say hi. Yeah. And at least one of the kids immediately just kind of climbs onto Chela's back as soon as she sits down. (laughs) They're not at all uncomfortable around here, although many of them kind of shrink from the three of you. Understandable. We are strangers. What are you reading? Um, the history textbook. Mm. We are having school. Oh. Several of the kids nod. Mm-hmm. School is school is mm-hmm. very important. Uh, well, right now we are reading about kind of like um, like the old mythic age. Ooh. Right? Right now we're reading about a king who built a fabulous palace, but it was infested by a noble demon before he could finish it. Mm. And she wouldn't let him finish it. That sounds like a demon. Ooh. Yeah. And the the book is is like titled something like Ghost Stories of the Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> True history. It's, it's kind of a history yeah. textbook. 
Can I read it? Yeah. So, okay, everybody. Remember when I told you about when Lil and I were on the coast? And they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. No, I told you lots of stuff. You're not, li- okay. So, no, Lil and I were on the coast, and we met some other people. And remember when we went in that treasure hoard, and none of it was real money? And the kids were like, none of it was real money. <laughs> No, none of it was real. We didn't bring us any real money. No, it was all rocks. No, none of it was all rocks. But that's where I met these guys. Hello. This is Penelope, and these are Penelope's friends. Hey, everybody. Hi. Yeah, we're, uh, this is Cobb and, and Tissa, and I'm Penelope. Cobb and Tissa, right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> oh, he never remembers their names. Yeah, one of the kids sits, like, immediately right next to you, and these kids, like, their clothes are, like, well-maintained. They're not torn or dirty, but they are, none of them fit. They're clearly kind of put together from whatever was on hand. So I want to roll Daring Performance plus Discovery. Okay, that would be your key discovery? Yes. Okay. To have Tissa read it out loud, possibly so that other people can have a scene while it happens, or just because she's very interested in this right now. Sure. Give it to me. Roll them shakers. Two successes, two edge successes. You know what? This is a book of ghost stories, so if you keep the two edge successes, you will do a good enough job that you frighten these children. Ooh. Yeah, no, Tissa would go all in on it. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, okay, so give us a little bit of a taste of the ghost story Tissa is reading. But it wasn't just in the corridors that you could hear the demon's laughter. It was in the bedchamber when you were trying to sleep that it happened the worst. When you saw the dancing shadows above the grand beds draped with fine, heavy cloth, the lights looked as though they were grasping hands with long fingernails. Each of them seemed to tear little by little at the stone that made up the grand palace. You could see the gold and the gems flecking off bit by bit as the demon's greed moved further and further in in the hearts of the once great king. And several of the children have um, like have latched onto Steven. They've kind of He's got kids on both of his arms now. The kid who was climbing on uh, on Chela's back has just kind of buried their face in her, in between Aww. her shoulder blades. <laughs> the The courtyard has gone silent. <laughs> You're quite the order when you want to be. Huh? <laughs> and I guess the moral, Stephen says, and the kids all kind of look at him and the spell is broken for a moment is that back in the old days, money was bad. <laughs> <laughs> of course that'd be the moral. And some of the kids nod. They're like, yeah, but money's good. Like, money's good, right? Steven's like, of course money's good. Hey, hey, don't ever doubt money. Money will never let you down. Don't ever doubt money. And eventually Chilla kind of... <clears throat> I mean, she's done this a couple times, and Stephen hasn't really said anything. But I was like, yeah, um, well, Lil is in her garden. If you want to talk to her, um, Marilyn's not around today. I think she's working. Uh, I assume this is the usual. And Chilla's like, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. Cobb just kind of turns to Chilla. How many times have, have you done this? Several. And he turns back to Steven and kind of gives him the, like, number look. Meh. I mean, I'm very good at math. And several of the children nod. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He's good at math. Yeah. 
That's why I am the unofficial schoolmaster around here. Mm-hmm. Of course, because I'm good at math. You have to be. Probably. And he leans in close, especially to the smaller children. Probably 12. And the kids are like, 12. I can, I can do 12. Yeah, I know how many 12 is. Yeah. Okay. So why don't you guys practice? Why don't you guys practice? I'm going to leave this here with you guys. All right? And I'm going to go show our guests to Big Sister Lily. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Penelope uh, takes out some uh, pens and pages from her sketchbook and passes them to the kids. Oh, yeah. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. Penelope also draws. <gasps> draws a picture. Draws a picture. Draws a picture. Draw a kitty cat. Can you draw oh. a kitty cat? Oh, uh, oh okay. Um, she starts to sketch a cat. She always wants you to draw kitty cats. <laughs> So she she starts to sketch a cat um, sleeping in, uh, on a branch. A spotted oh, one. Oh, okay. Those are the cutest ones. Yeah. All right. And she she adds some spots to the to the kitty cat. <gasps> Yay! Oh, thank you. I, I I hope you like it. Cobb just kind of turns to Tissa. I have a feeling I know where the uh, kitty cat drawings came from. Mm. Yeah. Come on. I'll uh, I'll show you where little hangs out. Okay, so I was I was here, and the next one starts here. I can read it. I can read it. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And one of the kids takes the book. Once upon a time, there was... A, and that's <laughs> not at all how the story starts, but we're not going to fault them for that. Well, Stephen, I can see why you turned down the offer. You've got a lot on your plate here already. Yeah. You've got your own crew to take care of. That's exactly it. Come on. And he motions you guys around a corner in the courtyard made up of this broken down building. Around the corner, there is a small garden. It is a little bit bare, but there are hardy stalks of something winding around stakes. It's got, um, I don't know, it's like harvesty time. Because that was when we were in Northridge, so. Yeah, the Harvest Festival. There's vines wrapped around stakes that are beginning to wither, having had their crops already taken for the summer. There's some big flowers that just, well, they're small flowers, but they grow in big clusters. And from a distance, they look like pom-poms and bright yellow and blue. And... In the center of this area, there is a tree. It is still heavy with oranges. You can see them the second you round the corner, some of them as big as your fist. And nearby, Lily is crouched. She's still befreckled all over, and she's still wearing her machete, and she is minutely examining the plants on the ground. Well, ready for round 13? And... Guys, Ruche sighs and laughs. It's like, look, it's different now. It's different now. I'm about to be shorthanded. You guys want to protect the city, don't you? And Stephen kind of, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, well, we also really badly need to get paid. And she nods and shrugs and kind of crouches down next to Lily so they can have a quiet conversation. Lily doesn't of course, make eye contact or look at her, but does seem to be listening. She every so often looks up and shrugs or shakes her head. And Stephen walks over to the orange tree and and it swings up into it so we can grab a couple. So, uh, welcome to our home. This is, uh, this is where Lil and I live most of the time. It's, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I grew up here. Little ones are still growing up here. And the bigger kids have grown up here. It's, uh... Thanks for having us here. It's a lovely place. So it's two rangers and you and the kids, and are there others? Yeah, there's uh, there's a bunch more of us. Uh, most of the bigger kids are kind of inside working on food right now. 
But whenever I get into town, the little kids want me to read them a story. So, and I'm I'm left to understand then that I guess the biggest of you is this Marilyn. Mm-hmm. Well, not the biggest. I'd never describe her as the biggest. Mm. She's not very big. She is very mean. And isn't that what really matters? I can't wait to meet her already. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, she's, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say she's the biggest, but uh, since some of the bigger kids kind of moved on, she's, uh, she's mostly in charge. Anyway, she's a ranger, so she's the one the little kids look to when they're scared. Ah. So, wait, that means there's two of you here, then? And and Cobb kind of points it at Lily as well. Yeah. 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 I guess this place is well looked after, at the very least. Yeah. Oh, no. We're not letting anything happen to these little guys. They're a pain in the ass, but they're family. Mm. It's, Im- it's important to look yeah. after family, for sure. Are those your drawings down that way? Some of them, yeah. Mm. Some of them are the kids. Well, I guess it's, it's all you, right? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I think I, I think I get you. I think I get you. They really like cats. Yeah, they're they're in a big cat phase right now. There's there's a cat that lives downstairs that will sometimes come up to you if you uh, if you approach it slow enough. Aww, like. Yeah, d- so uh, some of the kids are, like, real into this cat. Well, who wouldn't be? Yeah. Oh, here, here, here. And uh, Stephen kind of pitches an orange at Penelope. Oh, thank you. You guys want some? Sure. They're, they're good pocket food. <laughs> Much better than croissants. And he tosses a couple more down. Any sailor worth his salt can't turn down citrus fruit. Oh, yeah, I guess so, huh? That's what all the stories say, anyway. Well, Cobb starts, like, slowly peeling an orange. Usually they're preserved because they don't last that long out there, which sometimes does actually reduce their... Anyways, the point is, uh, I prefer them fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what, are they, like, pickled? Are they, like, pickled? You know, I think they might be. Yeah. I was never the one who was doing that. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't the chef, but I think they were pickled, actually. That's horrible. They were really salty. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah, but they keep forever. Also, Cobb is 100% eating this orange like a complete weirdo where he's like peeled the pith back and they just took a big bite out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? supposed to do that. No, he didn't section. It's just like yeah. slowly. He's like eating it like some sort of weird round burrito. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eventually, Lily stands up and kind of looking at no one and addressing no one says, Okay. And Steven stops what he's doing and drops out of the tree and blinks. What? <laughs> is, is that good or bad? And they, they have one of their sibling discussions where they're speaking in hushed voices very quickly at and around each other. And Chilla stands up, stretches, rotates her shoulders again. There, see? Thirteenth time's the charm. Apparently. Oh, at any rate, she's she's in favor of strike force fist. <laughs> I knew it. See, I think it is a good name. It's hard to tell. <laughs> it has to be the name. Yeah, it's a good name. No, it, it definitely was not the name. Boo. No, she had a definite reaction <laughs> to the name. Uh, I think she does think it is stupid. It is hard to tell with her. I think it's a good name. Here, I'm going to. And she reaches up to grab an orange as well. Starts kind of thoughtfully peeling it. Yeah, I mean, you guys aren't probably going to stick around, right? We are supposed to go north. Yeah, with my old CO, right? Yeah, we'll be back at some point. I always have to, uh, I always make a stop here whenever I can. Oh, good. But it might be a while. You know, I didn't think I'd settle in here when I moved I only came here because, far as I'm concerned, we're supposed to be protecting people. So, best place to be is where the people are. There's lots of people. Mm-hmm. So many people. But, you know, I've only been here about four years, but this is my home now. Hmm. 
And uh, there aren't as many threats as you see in the far north. Mm. They aren't as gruesome. But they're here. And there are people here who need protecting from them, too. So. And you've got three of you to protect them. Well, it's about to be a duo. Oh? Is this why the recruitment drive is on? Mm. Yeah. Or at least... Oh, look, I haven't talked to him about it. But I think we're about to become a duo. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did he say anything to, to lead you to think that, that he's leaving? Yeah, you could say that. What's, uh... He only joined the Albatross Legion because he thought it would impress my old CO. And he's done good work, but... Why do I get the feeling that we are going to have another crew member? Well, would that be a bad thing? Because you you rub your hands a lot when you talk about when you talk about the next stop. Well, unfortunately, a lot of our crew is only here on loan, essentially. So, mm. well, this one would be on loan too. Anyway, if I can convince these kids to help me out at least with this one, then that's more. That's farther than I've ever got with them before. It'll have to do. Mm. Well, and I'm, we're glad to help out any way we can. That's right. This is going to be the time we get it. And she mm. kind of pounds her her fist into her other hand. Well, Lily was certainly good in a fight. Yeah. Uh, well, if there's anything you want to learn here, it's that... How can I put this? Fuck the North. The North is lost. The battle is everywhere. We all have our own battles to battles to fight, and mm-hmm. Clara and Marcus think that theirs is up north. And who am I to tell them otherwise? Yeah, I mean he's not my CEO anymore. I can tell him all I want. <laughs> is that what you would tell him? Yeah. Oh, and I did mm. a couple times. Mm. But he is a stubborn old bastard. Yep. Always was. Yep. Yeah. Always was. Yep. He's just not in charge of me anymore. <laughs> that she gives her herself kind of a satisfied little smirk and straightens up a little bit. Yeah. Not my boss anymore. Nope. You're the that, boss. That ship of theirs, though, is uh, is something else. Yeah. It's a little on the fancy side, but it's a good vessel. Well, glad to hear it. Gonna see any fighting? We fought hmm. a bird. We did fight that bird. It was a very large bird in our defense. It was, yeah. Okay. Well, who knows? Maybe I'm the one who's wrong for once. Probably not, though. Hmm. And. Lily breaks from her conversation with her brother to go crouch among the children who just absolutely swarm her and she hates it. She immediately regrets this decision to approach them and you can see it. I don't want to say you can see it quite plainly in her face as much as you can in her body language. <laughs> like she visibly stiffens. Aww. <laughs> Steven kind of gives a low whistle. Yeah. You leave information gathering to us. If there's anything that could be seen in this area, especially down there, we've seen it. So have you seen this horror? Well, I was mostly on my sabbatical. I've been on hiatus. Mm. I've been on kind of a sabbatical Mm. as an artist. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, to find myself and whatever else I can find. But the kids have been telling stories. Kids have been telling stories about the Shadow Man. Yeah, I think that was the rough description we were given as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, big fella, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. Like so. Like so tall. Like so tall. I mean, the kids just say real, real big, but I think that's where we're at. Also, Lily said something about Strike Force Fist. Yeah. Yes. That's our team name. That's us. <laughs> Tissa kind of like looks at Steven and looks at Cobb and then like looks sort of extra long at Penelope. (laughs) I think everybody looks at Penelope. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, we can't change it now. I don't know. I think it's a good it's a good name. And I guess um we get lunch? Yes. Lunch sounds good. Yeah. Let's all get lunch. Sounds like a good idea. And I don't have a good segue, listeners. Listeners? I don't have a good segue. So it's memory time. <laughs> listeners, it's lunchtime. <laughs> listeners, it's lunchtime. What's your favorite lunch? Lunchtime. My favorite lunch is sandwiches with pickles. Ooh. It's a good choice. Yeah. The sandwich can be kind of anything, but the I do I do like a good kosher dill. Mm. Um, it's delicious. Nice. I think my favorite lunch is a turkey club with with uh, with fries. I can respect it's that. A, a classic club sandwich with fries mm. is my favorite lunch. But it is memory time, and I think that got lost in sandwich chat. What is your favorite memory of lunch? <laughs> no. I, I did actually really like Tissa's scary stories to spook small children. That was good. That was fun. I saw the opportunity for that and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is the kind of thing that Tissa's into. No, yeah. I have an opportunity to use that performance role. I loved that a lot. It, uh, I, I thought that was great. But, uh, oh boy, Caldas, huh? Uh, the reasons for being on the boat, I'm sure. Perfectly valid reasons. You didn't roll good. It's valid reasons. I suppose, like, everyone likes boats, right? Everybody likes boats. Everybody likes everybody likes boats. Listeners, do you like boats? Would you eat a sandwich with me on a boat? It doesn't have to be a turkey club. It could be a sub. It could be a sub. In a boat in a moat. I was trying to think of rhymes, but I came up with goat, but that's one that's actually getting used, that actually gets used in the story, so that doesn't count. Yeah. And bespoke yeah. is the worst kind of slant rhyme, so I'm just, uh, hey, listener, yeah. hey, listener, what rhymes with boat? Please let us know <laughs> at Peach Garden RPGs on Twitter. Or using the email form on our website, peachgardengames.com. And if you're really clever, you'll tell us what rhymes with orange. List all the things you can think of that rhyme with boat. Tell us what you had for lunch. I want to know. Yeah, Nick wants to know what you had for lunch. What's your favorite lunch? Like, if you had oats? Yeah, that's something we want to know about. Look, we want to know a lot of things. Not all of them are maybe things we should know, but we still want to know them. We want to know what love is, listener. And we want you to show us. And we will see you all next week. Well, I mean... Bye, listener. <laughs> See in the the return bye bye. of the W. Oh no! Yes, bye everybody. Catch you next week.